Hi, photographers. During the early part of this year, several of my peak performance coaching students kicked off a special promotion to raise money for pet charities while growing their photography businesses. Today, I'm so excited because one of my peak performance coaches and six-figure photography business owner, Jill Gray, is joining me to talk about a promotion she created and co-created with the community called Pooch Playoffs and how this fun campaign brought in clients during the slow season. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Hi, Jill. I'm so excited to have you here with me. Welcome. Nice to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah. So I I love how um, the energy in our community just rises People like you, I know you're a coach, but also you, you have such a great marketing brain. You have ideas. So let's talk about where, where were you when Pooch Playoffs was kind of born? What was frustrating to you in your business? Well, we just come out of 2020, which didn't have quite the results that we wanted um, for 2020, but, you know, we weren't able to really uh, connect with people the same way that we used to and um, didn't quite make the financial goals that we wanted, although it wasn't as bad as we were afraid of. We wanted to do something um, in that first quarter. We're located in St. Louis, Missouri, and we don't have great weather this that time of year. So we wanted to do something that we could get people in for something different. Um, it really isn't, you know, high school senior season or family portrait season right after the holidays. Um, but white uh, people love their dogs. And we thought this is a great time to do something with dogs because you can do that inside or you can do it outside if you have nice weather. But um, we chose to stay in most of the time and then our clients felt okay about being masked and all that sort of thing too. So it was, it worked really well being right out of 2020. And um, we also noticed that anytime we ever posted a photo with dogs, like of a high school senior or of a family that included the dog, people were so much more interested. We got more engagement. We got calls from people saying, Hey, I didn't know I could bring my dog to your studio. That's awesome. Uh, I'd love to book a session with my dog or, you know, can he come to the family portraits? And um, so we thought if people love dogs so much, 
why not do something for dogs, about dogs, and that really features dogs? So um, that's really kind of where it was all born from. And uh, like you mentioned, this is a cool community. We started talking about it and just the idea started flying in and it got bigger and bigger. And so many other people had input that Jen and Jill and all Haley and all kinds of people had wonderful ideas that we just kind of kept compiling. So if this was a, a big community effort, not just us. <laughs> well, and what I love about this campaign is that for someone like you who has a studio, a retail studio, and you have a client base, you could go to them and, and talk to them about their dogs and they're, you know, doing this this activity, but people who are newer, maybe they just moved to their town or they converted from sort of that shoot and burn model where they just give digital files to creating artwork and they don't really have a database. This is such a great way for them to go out, build partnerships with other businesses who reach the pet market and kind of have this just one little segment of the market. And I know I love this type of thing in my studio because it is a slow time of year and for me, I wanted to do something with pets years ago and we did it in the summer because I wanted Andrea to be able to shoot it. Well, not realizing it's hundred degrees here. All the dogs come in with their tongues out. And I thought, oh, winter's such a better time to do a pet promotion, living and learning the things that we do. So I loved it. And you mentioned um, engagement. So you're talking social media, right? The share, the spread, we, we teach our whole thing isn't like run expensive ads and spend all this money. But when you get free engagement and people are sharing and talking about you, that is amazing. And so that was a cool part of this, right? Yeah. I mean, our whole business is built on word of mouth. We've never gotten anything out of the few times that we advertised. Everything's about word of mouth. So this was really perfect because we set it up as a competition. So our clients were actually motivated to tell their friends about the competition and say, go vote for my dog. So it brought people to our social media pages and our website. So people had an opportunity to see what we were doing. And we also partnered with local charities. So that gave us access to a bunch of people we didn't even know. So it was really good. So explain how this works. So all the students in our community, all of our members get to use the Pooch Playoffs name and the graphics, which is one of those things, economies of scale, right? We create the professional design and we work together to take your idea and make it systemizable so everyone can do it. So explain to everybody listening how this works. Because Pooch Playoffs, like explain that. That's so fun. Well, we wanted a catchy name that kind of told what they were doing. Um, and it's a, a campaign we can run any time of the year, too. It doesn't have to be at uh, the first quarter for any reason. It just is a great opportunity to have uh, a fun, friendly competition. So these graphics were amazing because it just lent you know, this air of professionalism uh, to the whole thing that was really, really nice. And each photographer that participated, and we had over 25 photographers participate in this at the same time. Some others are doing it throughout the year, but at the exact same time, 25 of us did it from 
at least 15 or 20 different states. I mean, it was all over the country. And um, what we did was we all chose a local charity that would be the recipient of the session fee that we um, collected for uh, people coming in and bringing their dogs for their portraits. And through that, in all of that, we we raised over $36,000 for charities in all of our local markets. So that was really, really exciting. But we thought that the um, Hooch Playoffs was super fun because we didn't want it to be a one and done competition. We didn't want it to be just like one vote and that was the end of it. We designed it kind of like March Madness where there were brackets. So like, Dog number one was versus dog number two, and dog number three was versus dog number four, and then the winner of those two go on and meet. So it was just like um, a bracket style competition, which was really fun because that kept people engaged. They kept going back to see who won each one of those matchups, and that was super fun. It was so cool for me because I follow all you guys on social media, on my Instagram feed to see like, vote for this dog, vote for this dog, vote for this dog. And watching those brackets get smaller and smaller and smaller, which was so cool. So all of these different photographers had their own brackets and then the winners all competed against each other. So that's, what's cool too, is that there's more motivation for people to share more, more excitement, more everything, which I loved about it. Exactly. I couldn't believe how competitive some of our clients were too, which was made it really, really fun. And they posted even in other social groups to come and vote. So like it was sort of a, she told two friends and so on and so on kind of thing. Yes. I love that. We talked to local businesses to give us some cool swag to put in bags. We we emphasize that wag and swag bags, which is kind of a fun play on words. And we had this opportunity to talk to the local businesses as well as that charity. And they referred a lot of people to us as well. So we did, you know, some advertising for those uh, local businesses because on all of our social media stuff and everything we did, we put their logos and their brand and talked about things that they gave us. And so everybody who participated got it chance to have some of this cool swag and the businesses were excited and talked about us to their clients, which also made our phones ring, which was really fun. (laughs) That is really fun. And I want you to share some wins from our community that people had, but another reason to tie in with the charity, because one, you want access to their database, right? They have people who are giving away their money. That's a great client for us as photographers, but also it's newsworthy, right? So you can get featured in the press, which a bunch of people did, which is so exciting because we can pay for ads and tell people, oh, we're so great. But when the news, whether it's TV or the newspaper, radio, whomever, when they talk about how great we are, it's just that much more credible, right? Because they're telling sports scores. That's, that's real. They're telling the weather. That's real. They're telling people how great you are. That's got to be real too. And so it's always better when it comes from someone else. And so um, why don't you share, Jill, some of the wins that that some of these pooch playoff pubsters, <laughs> trying to be as punny as you, you're such a good witty wagger. <laughs> Oh, we had, we had plays on words for miles with this, yes. <laughs> all of our possum sponsors and all that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. That's super fun. A, a lot of our participants got featured actually in the media, 
Um, Deborah was on the local television station and Diane in Florida. Um, Diane actually had the goal of just filling her 16 spot bracket. And people kept calling her and she said, well, why wouldn't I want to raise even more money for this charity? So she expanded her back bracket to 32. And about the time she filled the last one, then the local TV station featured her and then even more people called. So she ended up, I think, with something like 45 dog sessions and which was not what she was set it up, had set out to do at all. But she had a really good time with it. What we did was we, you know, we took the photos of the dogs, we put them in the competition, but we had the, the owners come back and take a look at the photos and they um, got to pick out their favorites for the competition. Um, and then they had an opportunity to purchase things if they wanted to from our regular price list or anything special people came up with. And uh, Diane, for example, even got a $4,400 order um, from one of the dogs. It was pretty, pretty unexpected and exciting, but a lot of photographers did really well. And in this slow season and making all these new connections, it was a great way to uh, increase their business. That is amazing. And one of the things that we teach and we work on all the time in our coaching program is how to build relationships with other businesses in your community, partners, people who share your target audience, right? There are people who have pets, who go to expensive groomers in the fancy puppy daycare and the fancy stores and they they invest a lot of money in their pet and why shouldn't they have beautiful artwork of their pet oh exactly and, and some of the sponsors that we got weren't even really pet related and they, this is yeah let's go here because so many people and i know photographers are like well no one wants to come to me because everybody wants digital files no they don't you, it's about partnering with people and explaining what you do. And by having a campaign like this, especially with all those beautiful graphics and the whole plan that everybody got, but talk about some of the partnerships that people created and, and what that led to even past pooch playoffs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we went to some of the obvious people around our community, like vets and dog parks and uh, groomers, but we also went to um, restaurants that had outdoor patios that they allow you to bring your dogs. And they were really excited to, you know, advertise that side of their business because they know people love their dogs. Shalisha actually went to um, a bakery that's not even a dog bakery. It was a, ba a human bakery <laughs> or human food bakery. And they um, not only were so excited to help partner with her, they offered her a chance to display on this great big wall that all of their clients stand and stare at all the time. So they let people know how much they love dogs because they give out dog cookies when people come in with their dogs. And it gave her a ton of exposure too uh, to her community with all of her really beautiful artwork. Yes. Shalisha is so great at building that network and making those relationships. And it's so nice when you have something to take to them, right? And say, hey, we've built this relationship. I, when I first started coaching photographers, they would say, oh, Sarah, I walked into this business and asked if they'd give me a display. And they were like, no, thank you. Or they'd say, we're working with other, another photographer. And, and it's not like that, right? That's like walking up to someone and saying, hey, would you like to marry me? 
right? Or do you want to go on a date? Wait, we haven't even talked. I don't even know you. I don't know if we have anything in common. So when you go and you, and you go to these other businesses with, Hey, we're raising money for this pet charity. And you're going to be mentioned, you're going to be part of all these things, right? We bullet point it all out, but you're going to be part of all these cool things. Then there's a relationship, right? We start working together. Your clients like Shalisha getting displays in this pet bakery or in this people bakery, um, (laughs) then all of her clients go in and they're gushing and they're taking photos and it's just creating a buzz and helping other, other businesses. And it's so easy to start the conversation for, for two reasons in this instance. One, you had a really well thought out and designed plan. I mean, you knew exactly what you're doing. You had the professional graphics, you had everything really, um, looking very, polished when you go and talk to them, not just who are you and what are you talking about, making it up as you go along kind of thing. You know, you had a plan in place. You knew exactly what you were asking for. And two, when you go in there talking about benefiting someone else, not benefiting yourself, you know, it's for a charity, then people listen a lot differently. And then you get a chance to know them. And then the relationships go on beyond that. Totally. Now, it's the obvious businesses, right? The pet bakery, the pet, the groomer, the daycare, but who partnered with someone completely unexpected? Cause I know oh, some man. of that happened. Yes. Yes. Crystal, for example, she found a charity that she wanted to support and they had a relationship with a title company that already was very passionate about what they did. So she got a, this relationship developed with the title company through working with the charity and the title company company then approached her and they're a very large title company in Houston. They have like 12 locations. And they said, look, we have been looking for an artist that we want to commission to make displays in every one of our locations, like giant 30 by 40 type displays so that people know more about this charity and have the opportunity when they come to our locations to donate. So, I mean, who would have thought about even approaching a title company for a dog yeah. competition? And yeah, and people who are using a title company are typically buying something. They have income to buy a business or a home. So that's another good target audience, which is exciting. Right, because they'll need to decorate those places. So. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then talk about booking this, right? Because we had, I know Hildy and Jean booked their sessions in different ways. Talk a little bit about that because I know that's what everybody says. Well, I don't know anybody with dogs or I don't have any relationships with anyone. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I don't know. Well, you'd be surprised how many people you know have dogs, first of all. I put something out on social media about it just on my personal page. And I heard from people I haven't heard from since high school. It was amazing how many people just like went, oh my gosh, you have to have try my dog. You have to photograph him and then sent me pictures of the dog on the bed, <laughs> you know? Um, but Hildy noticed that a lot of her high school seniors had dogs and talked about their dogs or brought their dog to the session. So she went back and asked them, so, Hey, would your dog like to be a part of this? And you know what? The best social media managers are in high school and college. <laughs> so they really, really spread the word. And um, she, really benefited her businesses too that she partnered with because she told a little bit about them on her website, set up links for people to be able to visit those. So made it really, really valuable for the businesses she partnered with. And Jean already has a great relationship with a lot of 
uh, businesses in her market. So she went back to them and because she has helped them in the past by featuring them uh, every week in like a, a, an interview style thing, they were very eager to help her because they know her. And it was a really great partnership because they referred people to her too, to fill her bracket. Yeah. And she's in a networking group. And I know people have told me photographers, well, what do I do in a networking group? No, nobody's hired me. You don't walk in and say, all right, all five of you, who's going to date me? Who's going to marry me? Right. You start to meet them and find out how can I help you? What can I do for you? And then this opportunity to raise money, they're all, they all know people with a pet. They started referring her and filling that bracket for her. I love it. Well, let's talk about do differentlys because after we do these campaigns, especially when we have a big group doing them, we do something called Groundhog Day, which if you guys have seen the movie Groundhog Day, where the guy wakes up every day and relives Groundhog Day until he gets it right. And it doesn't matter what you're doing when you're in business, you're going to do something differently. You're going to learn something. So Groundhog Day is important. Usually people just move right on and, and forget what they didn't like or would do differently. And then the next year they do the same thing and go, Oh, that's right. I should have done. I should have done this. So uh, I know you ran an amazing groundhog day meeting and you got feedback from everybody and had some great suggestions. Can you bullet point a few of those things that maybe you learned that you would do differently or new opportunities to do something that you couldn't do the first year? Yeah, for sure. We learned so much because we did it in 25 different markets and then compared notes. We got a really good sense of what worked and what didn't. Um, and we learned some things like, for example, um, voter fatigue is a real thing. Um, people got a little tired of asking their friends to vote over and over again. So we learned we need to shorten up the brackets so that it's more like two days or one or two days and not three to seven, which is kind of where we started. But we I mean, it didn't occur to me people would ask their friends every single day to vote, but in order to win, that's what they had to do. So um, we learned that shorter timeframes would work better. And we definitely got a lot of data compiled out of all of this um, to know how many people we got in front of. I mean, that last campaign, when we did the national vote and all 25 of us put one dog in, we had over 6,000 impressions for people going in and voting just in that little two-day time frame that we had. So there's a lot of exposure for those um, companies that help us. So part of Part of the notes that we took to, to refer to next year is just how successful it was for our business partners, which was great. We also learned that, you know, some business partners might not have a specific product to give, but they're very happy to help. So we're going to develop a sponsor sheet so that if they just want to say, you know what, I'll pay for, you know, part of the swag bag expense or I'll pay for part of the printing uh, of the flyers, then we're going to have an opportunity for them to do that too, because not everybody has a little toy or trinket or something with their logo on it to give you. So it's, it's kind of a nice thing. Um, and we also learned that you need to focus on the right charity. Um, one of our, our participants, Michelle, got, I think, 15 out of her 16 people from the charity. And I got a bunch, too, uh, referred by our charity. So, you know, that's really important to partner with the right people that are going to work with you, that are going to promote you, and you can promote them. And it's a really good give and take. And, and not a charity that maybe has a real scarcity mindset, that is scared to work with a high-end boutique photographer 
photographer, you want someone who feels really comfortable in promoting you. So we learn to just be selective in that way. Yeah. And you do, you find that out by talking to them. Right. But, uh, what I love is that charities are all competing for people's dollars right now. And it's, uh, it's hard times in the world for a lot of people. And, and sometimes charities are the ones who suffer because people are maybe giving as freely or they're holding on with a little bit of what if something happens. And so they're out there every day, raising money, raising money. And then all of a sudden they're given an opportunity where they can go out to their clients and say, Oh my gosh, XYZ photographer is going to donate the entire session fee to us. If you go, you get this little gift and you get to be in this bracket. It's so cool. So they're giving something of value to these donors when sometimes they're just like, Hey, can you donate? Can you donate? Can you donate? So if they don't see that as a great opportunity, then they're not a good fit. Find a different one. Right, exactly. And that is something that they felt really good about sending people our way because they knew that we would take good care of them because we developed that relationship. We also would like to find a way to uh, get even more money raised for our charities instead of just the, the $99 session fee that we asked for uh, to participate. We're considering, you know, we're going to investigate a lot of things for next year, but maybe a dollar per vote, um, which would keep people from doing any kind of voter fraud because <laughs> some people are always going to try to beat the system. No. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, even in a dog photo competition. Yes. yes. But we'd love to uh, be able to raise more money for our charity. So that's a potential uh, way that we might be enhancing next year too. Yeah. And one of the things we say is imperfect action beats perfect inaction. You could have spun on this. Everybody could have like, and, and some people have that paralysis by analysis or that perfectionism. Like I don't have the perfect voting system or I don't have the every single thing in the swag bag that I wanted, but I love that everybody did it at a different level. Some went all out. Some just, just started, right. Just do it. With minimal, just one partner, minimal investment, maybe no swag bag. It doesn't matter. But the key is that all of you took action and all of you got clients. All of you raised money. All of you learned something. Oh, yeah. We learned a lot. There were some people that were really terrified to talk to local businesses, um, to approach anybody that they thought they could work with in the future, but this gave them a really good reason and a really good structure to use in order to do that. So it got a lot of people unstuck in that way. And it also got a lot of us photographing dogs for the first time, which is like a whole nother market we've opened up. I, I've heard a couple of people say they prefer dogs to toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised, but they are different, right? Like a toddler comes in real quiet and it takes them a bit to warm up. So you, you kind of have to shoot fast to get that pensive. The dog comes in running around like a crazy killer, you know, and then it takes them a bit to, to calm down. So I had to learn that. I was thinking they would come in calm and they okay. come in all, all wound. So the like opposite of kids. But it's super fun. And yeah, I love in our community, we do a lot of role play and practicing these conversations, right? Because they're just talking to people. They're just having this conversation, talking about the benefits of doing, of why this is a good thing, right? And I just love pet art. You can go to the art fair and buy cool art of someone else's animal. Why not decorate your home with beautiful art of your own animal that you love? Exactly. And it's not something a lot of people even think about. You know, no, people don't consider looking for a photographer just for their pet, but boy, do they love those pictures when they see them, especially people that have black dogs. 
<laughs> they can never get a good picture of a black dog. It is hard. Dark eyes and dark that they, they just blend together, which helps us. Right. Cause we know how to light them, right. which is amazing. So um, yeah, well, Jill Gray, thank you so much for being here. I know you work with your husband. He's a big part of, of all that you do, which people who have that, that, um, spouse in their business. That's cool. Cause I know you guys work together so well, and he was a big part of this too. Oh, and um, he is the dog whisperer. I mean, they love him. So he was a big key. <laughs> well, that was something I I'd seen that, that somebody mentioned too, was making sure you have one handler per dog, the people oh. who bring five dogs in. Oh, don't let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our rule was one human handler per dog. And that does not include the photographer for sure. Um, but there had to be because uh, otherwise they just feed off of each other's energy. So we even had some people that brought one dog in and then they went home and then they brought the next dog in and that worked a lot better. <laughs> yes. It, you, the things you don't think of, right? You think right. everyone's going to bring a dog. And a lot of times pet people are have multiple pets and yeah. you forget that, that they're going to bring their, their whole litter, which is super yes. fun. And Photoshop's a great way to go ahead and put all those dogs together. <laughs> yes. Rather than trying to get them all together for sure. <laughs> Unless you want them there a few hours. And we always tell people go run your dog before, before. So they're a little, you know, ready to just chill for a bit when they get here. So exactly. Yep. All the things we learn. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing this. I just, I love all the fun things happening in our community and all the cool people who are just spearheading these great ideas that, that everyone can benefit from. We just appreciate you so much, Jill. Oh, well, thanks so much. This was enormous fun and it was so much more fun because we all did it together and we all helped each other the whole time and bounced ideas off of each other. And it was really a community effort and a lot of fun. Isn't it so fun to be a part of such a cool community? I'm not saying that just because it's our community, but like it's all the people in the community that make this community so special. Definitely. Couldn't do it without any of them. Everybody uh, pitched in and it was, it was a group yeah. effort. It was really fun. Yeah. You can't do that with one person. It takes, it takes a whole group. Cool. Thanks, Jill. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, photographer. It's Sarah again with a quick question for you. Do you ever wonder why some photographers make $300 a session and others make 3000? I know I did. So I dug deep into what's going on and I wrote a book for you called Worth Every Penny. You can get a free copy at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book. Inside this book, you'll learn four ways to price your photography and why there's just one pricing strategy that attracts the best clients what to do when you need clients and why paying for ads doesn't work and what to do instead that's way cheaper. The do's and don'ts of social media, what most photographers are doing wrong that lowers their profits and what to do instead. I'm not sure there's a book on the planet that more photographers have read. 23,124 photographers have it already, so I want you to have it too. Grab your copy of the hardcover book free here. Just pay a little for shipping and handling at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book.